the end of Yud Aleph on the base. We stopped yesterday where it says, Ikeda Amri. Five lines from the bottom. So this Gemara goes back to a uh, Mishnah that it brought from the Sechta Sanhedrin. If you look right after the Mishnah over here on Daf Yud Aleph on the base, so there's a Mishnah in the Sechta Sanhedrin which brings a machlekes between Rav Yehuda and Rav Meir regarding an Eidos that when it comes to the hour, they're not saying the same hour. If you look at the end of the narrow line, so it's out of there, one case where you have one Eidos that says that um, what he saw took place the Shalishois in the day. Another one said it took place Bishteishois in the day, the second hour from the morning or the third hour from the morning. So in that case, Rabbi Meir says, Edusan is Kayemes. But if the difference between them is two hours, one said it took place in the third hour of the day, and the other one said it took place in the fifth hour of the day, then the Edus is bottle. Rabbi Yehuda says, even in such a case, where one said it took place in the third hour from the day, and the other one said it took place in the fifth hour of the day, nevertheless, their Edus is Kayem. So what we learned yesterday was, was one Pshat of Abayi in this Mishnah, now we're going to learn a second shot of Abayah. The first shot of Abayah in this Mishnah is that when the difference between the Eidos is just in one hour, we can actually say that the reason why the Eidos is accepted is because they're really speaking about the exact same time. So if one says the second hour and the other one said the third hour, so really what one meant it to say is the end of the second hour and the other one meant to say the beginning of the third hour, which is really the same time. When the difference between them is one said the second hour, and the other one said the fifth hour, or one said the third hour, that is, and the other one said the fifth hour. So the difference between them, it looks like it's two hours, but really the Gemara and Abayas first pshat said that the difference between them could be only in a half hour. It happened in the middle, and each one is just a half hour off. And the Behuda gives a leeway to accept the Eidos if it's a half hour off. That was the first pshat that the Gemara said according to Abayas. Now, the Gemara brings the second shot that, uh, that Abaye said, and that the Gemara brings there, according to Abaye. Ikedamri, five lines from the bottom. Ikedamri, a second shot here is, Amr Abaye, Keshetim Tzeloimar. If you analyze this deeply, you'll see, according to Rab Meir, Adam Toye Mashuhu. We say that we accept this Eidos because a person could make a bit of a mistake in the time that he saw something. According to Rabbi Yehuda, we accept the Eidos and we say that Adam that it's possible that it's a true Eidos. They saw what they said they saw. But the mistake that they make is, could be off an hour and a bit. And the Gemara explains. According to Rabbi Meir, a person makes a mistake just a bit. The incident that they're testifying about, when did it happen? Or it happened at the end of the second hour of the morning, or it happened at the beginning of the third hour from the morning. And one of them is off by just a minute or so. Right? So one is saying that it happened in the second hour. He meant to say that it happened at the end of the second hour, and it may have happened at the beginning of the third hour, or the other way around. So we give a leeway for the fact that they may have made a mistake, a mashahu. That's uh, according to Rab Meir. According to Rabbi Yehuda, Adam Toye Show Mashahu. A person actually would make a mistake an hour and a bit. And the Gemara explains, Maiseki Have, the incident happened, as we said, Oi Bisaif Shalosh, or it happened at the end of the third hour, Oi Bitchilas Chamish, or it happened at the beginning of the fifth hour. So it's off, 
it's off just uh, uh, about an hour or so, right? Because the person that said Abus that it happened in the third hour, so when he's he's saying that it happened in the third hour, so um, if it happened besayif shalosh again, the Gemara here is saying that it, either it happened the story either happened in besayif shalosh or betchilas chamish. So each one of them that's saying Abus is going to be off an hour and a bit. Chad minayu in the next page of the Gemara. Chad minayu katoi sha umashu. And one of them is making a mistake, a show, an hour and a bit. Because their, their edus is, and one says edus, that it happened in the third hour, so he's off an hour, either he went before the time that it happened, and the one that said it happened in the fifth hour is off also an hour from when it happened. An hour and a bit. Also, Ravone, okay, so till here is the pshat of Abaye in this, uh, in this mission over here. Now, Ravone went. Also, Ravone, Berei de Ravyu, they were on top of Yudbeis and Meralf. So Rav Huna Bereder of Yehuda went, Amral Lishmaitese Kamei Derava, and he went and repeated this pshat of Abaye in front of Rava. Omar, so Rava said, how could we learn pshat in this Mishnah this way? Uma ilu daikinon bahani sadi. And if we would go and we would ask these Edim, we would talk to them and uh, interrogate them. The high the kama shaloish betchilas shaloish. And we would discover that the one that said that it happened in the third hour of the day, what did he mean to say? Not that it happened in the end of the third hour. He meant to say that it happened in the beginning of the third hour. And the one that said that it happened in the fifth hour of the day, he didn't mean in the beginning of the fifth hour. He meant to say that it happened in the end of the fifth hour of the day. So their edus is off by three hours. In such a case, this edus is not consistent. They're contradicting each other in the timing of when it happened. So it's an edus. This Mishnah here is talking about an edus that's being said in a case where they, they witnessed somebody killing someone. So it's Chayiv Misa. So in such a case where their edus is not consistent, so we couldn't give him a Chayiv of Misa. So over here, Abai is explaining, according to Rav Yehuda and Rav Meir, that when you have this edus that's inconsistent, we're going to come and assume and say that even though one is saying in the third hour and another one is saying in the fifth hour, he probably meant in the beginning of the third hour or the end of the third hour, that is, and he meant at the beginning of the fifth hour, so therefore it's off only an hour, or maybe it's not even off anything, they meant at the same time, they're just one minute off. How could we make any of these assumptions? But Achmana Omar, the Torah says regarding an edus that is testifying on somebody that you want to give him an, a, a capital punishment of misa, the shoftu edah, v'itzilu edah, the bezin has an obligation to judge and interrogate the edim as much as possible to save this person of being obligated to the chi of misa. So how could Abai say such a pshat here? So therefore Abai disagrees with this. Ela Adova that is disagrees with this. So therefore, Rav says the pshat in this time, in Mishnah that we quoted about the edos is different, and the pshat is as follows: the divrei Rab Meir, according to Rab Meir, Adam toye shtei shois chasamashu. A person may confuse the timing of when he sees something up to two hours, missing a little bit. The divrei Rab Yehuda, according to Rab Yehuda, Adam toye shalei shois chasamashu. A person can make a mistake in the timing up to three hours, missing a little bit. And the Gemara will explain this. Of course, this, the, the entire context of this Gemara is based on the idea that there was no clocks, and they're just looking at where the sun is in the sky to know what timing in the day it is. So therefore, a person makes a mistake, whether two hours or three hours. So the Gemara explains now over here what, uh, how this relates back to what it said in this Mishnah. Maise, 
When we say that according to Rab Meir, a person makes a mistake in the timing, two hours with minus a little bit, the incident that they saw happen, when did it happen? It may have happened in the beginning of the second hour of the day, or it happened at the end of the third hour in the day. The Chad Minayu, so therefore one of the two Adam here that is, that is speaking, Katoi Beis Shois Chasamashu is off two hours, missing a Mashu. One of the Adam said that it happened in the second hour. One of the Adam said that it happened in the third hour. So the most that one of these Adam could be off is about two hours, missing a Mashu. If it happened in the beginning of the second hour, and one eight says that it happened at the end of the third hour, so he's off about two hours, just a, a drop less than that. So that's according to Rab Meir. So we allow for such a mistake of up to about two hours. According to Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, a person may make a mistake in the timing up to about three hours. If the incident took place, when did it happen? It could have happened all the way at the beginning of the third hour, or all the way at the end of the fifth hour. From the beginning of the third hour to the end of the fifth hour is just about three hours, minus a little bit. And therefore, that's the discrepancy that we allow for in the Eidos, that it's not consistent and we still say that they saw the same incident and, and they're just making a mistake in the timing that they saw. They weren't aware of the timing. And we accept their Eidos. So, according to Rave, we do have to interrogate the words of the Eidim. And we have to find out what they're speaking about. Not like Abaya said, that we assume that maybe he was speaking about the beginning of the third hour or the end of the third hour. Even if we interrogate and it comes out that their edus is two hours off or three hours off, still that's the amount of time that a person could not be clear in what he saw and the timing that he saw it. So now the Gemara has a question on this. The Gemara brings all of this up over here to come back to the Halacha by Chometz to understand the Gzeda that Chazal made when the Isra of Hamid starts an hour or two before Chatzais. But first the Gemara is going to go through all the opinions, the Negeta, the Pshat, and the mistake that Adam could make. And then from there it will come back to Hamid as well. So, one more detail the Gemara focuses on over here to clarify Pshat and this uh, Mishnah of the Edus. Tanan, we learned in another Mishnah, also in Sanhedrin, Ho you Boitkin, Oison, Besheva, Chakiris, they, they would interrogate the Adam with ten, with seven different questions. What were the seven questions? Seven basic questions that all Adam have to be asked. Be'ezah Shavua. Which Shavua did it happen? Shavua does not mean week over here, but Shavua means every group of seven years from between one Yavel and another is called a Shavua. So in which group of seven years of the Yavel did it take place? Be'ezah Shana. In which year did it happen? Be'ezah Chaydish. Which month? Be'kama Be'chaydish. Which day in the month? Be'ezah Yayim, which day of the uh, week, Be'ezah Shah, which hour of the day, and Be'ezah Mokim, and what location. Those are the seven basic questions that you must ask every single Eidos. Tanya, and then we learned in another Brais, or actually Tanan, this is also a Mishnah. Ma ben Chakirois l'bedikois, what's the difference between these seven basic questions of interrogations? And then Bedikois, there's also additional things, additional questions that they would ask to inspect their words which is called Bidikais. So, as Rashi here points out, Bidikais would, exa- for example, mean, if you look in Rashi, Rashi says, Bidikais would mean, Bekelem uh, Shchoirem, Bekelem Levanim, what you saw happen, was he wearing white clothing, was he wearing b- dark clothing, and all kinds of questions about what happened, simple questions about what they saw, 
details of what they actually saw. So, but the Gemara asks, what's the, the Mishnah that is asks, what's the difference between the seven basic questions about the time and location that you ask, and then all the other details about the incident that you interrogate them? So the Mishnah answers, is when it comes to the seven basic questions, if one of them cannot give an answer about any of those questions, the Edus is annulled. The decoys, but any of the other details about the story that they saw, if you can't answer it, even if both of them say, we don't have a recollection of that detail of what they saw, the Edus is still accepted. That's the Mishnah. Now, on that, the question in the Gemara there in Sanhedrin that it asks on this is, what's the difference? Why, when it comes to the seven basic questions, do they have to give an answer? And when it comes to Bedikis, even if they don't know, is it their aid is still accepted? And Rashi explains the reason why the Gemara is asking this is because both Chakirais and Bedikis are learned out from a Pasik that when you interrogate an Eidus, you have the Eidim have to come and, testi- and testify, and then you have to interrogate them. They're, they're both learned out from a Pasik. So, what difference does it make? Why by Chakirais do we not accept an answer of any idea? I don't know. And by Bedikis, I do accept such an answer. So, the Gemara explains the, the reason is. Answers the Gemara over there. Where am I holding? Um, uh, so the Second in the big line. Okay. And the Gemara there in Sanhedrin gives the answer. When it comes to the seven basic questions, if one of them is going to respond about any of these questions, I don't know, the Eidos will be annulled. And the reason is, because now this becomes an Eidos that you could not make it into Eidim Zaymimin. What's the Allah of Eidim Zaymimin? Eidim Zaymimin is when you have a second group of Eidos that comes along and says, how could you testify that so-and-so did such and such a thing in this and this location at this and this time? At this time, you were in a different location. So any of these seven questions, if they can't answer, if they're not going to say any idea regarding these things, so then you're not going to be able to be mazen them based on these seven things. The Taita teaches you that you have to ask these seven questions, and each one of these seven questions individually has to be a basis of being able to be mazen the edus. In other words, you will be able to be Mazam the Eidus, even if you don't ask all seven questions. If you'll ask only three of the questions, five of the questions, you will be able to be Mazam the Eidus based on those three or five questions. But when the Tatus says you have to ask all of these seven questions, what the Tatus is telling you is you have to have a basis to be Mazam these witnesses based on these seven possibilities. And therefore, if any of these seven are not answered properly, so then you can't be Mazam them. Bidikais, however, when it comes to the other questions that you ask about the details of what happened, what they saw, that's something which the ability to be mazam the Eidos doesn't apply to this, right? As Rashi here points out, this uh, detail that I mentioned before, if you're going to ask them a question, were they wearing uh, dark clothing or light clothing? Kalem Luvanem or Kalem Shchairem? The concept of Hazama doesn't exist in that uh, Indian. The idea of Hazama is that you weren't at that time and at that location, you weren't there. The Hakira is relates to time and location. So therefore, over here, the Torah says, all seven questions have to be asked and you have to have the basis to be mazim them based on all these seven questions. 
But all the other details don't relate to the din of Hazama. And therefore, even if you say, I don't know, the Eidos will be accepted. Okay, so the Gemara here basically is, is telling us this concept that the most important thing to, to make the Eidos kosher is that it should be Eidos Shatayachullah Hazima. That you should be able to be mazim them. You could then go and contradict them and be mevatl the Eidos. All the other details it does not apply to Eidim Zaymimin to be able to be mazim them. And therefore, even if they say, I don't know, it doesn't matter. But now says the Gemara, If you're going to say when it comes to the hour, when they saw it, which is one of the hakiras that we ask. One of the questions we ask is, at what time of the day it happens? So if you're going to say that, that that's something that it doesn't have to be exact, it could be two hours off, it could be three hours off. So if so, this question that you ask, in which hour of the day that it happened, this is also a question that you cannot be mazim them based on this. The Omri, because the Edom will say, If they say that it happened in two hours in the morning, so then the, if someone's going to come and say, two hours into the day, you were with us in another location. They'll say, oh, I made a mistake. I meant really it happened two hours later or two hours earlier or three hours later, according to Rabbi Yehuda. So if so, you can't be Mazam the Edom based on all seven of these questions. And we're saying that you have to have the ability to be Mazam them even based on what hour in the day it happened. So how could we allow for any mistake in the hour of the day? And says the Gemara, you're right. The, 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 the point here is the Yahavinon Lohu Kulutau Sayo. When it comes to being Mazam the Eidos based on the hour, you're not going to be able to pin them down on the exact hour that it happened. But if they said that it happened within two, in, in, in the second hour of the morning, for example, within two hours before or two hours after, according to Rab Meir, you will be able to pin them down. You could be Mazam them within the proximity of that time. Or according to Rabbi Yehuda, within three hours of that time, as the Gemara will spell out now. Let Rab Meir, according to Rab Meir, if you said it happened in two hours from the morning, so then we'll say you have a flexibility to say that you made a mistake from the beginning, from the first hour of the day, until the end of the fifth hour in the day. So what the case that we're talking about over here is, going back to the case of the Mishnah, that one eight said that it happened two hours in the day, and another eight said that it happened three hours in the day. So for the one that said that it happened two hours in the day, so we give him time two hours before. The one that said that it happened three hours in the day, we give him flexibility that he may have made a mistake even two hours after, five hours into the day. Now the Gemara explains, The truth is, this A that said that it happened two hours into the day, what does he mean two hours into the day? He might mean right at the beginning of the second hour in the day. So really, we would have to give him not only a uh, flexibility to make a mistake that it happened at the first hour of the day, but really also one hour before that, because it has to be two hours of flexibility, even an hour which is still night. Ella, however, In this case, though, we will not give him the flexibility to say that it happened two hours before the timing that he said, because a person doesn't make a mistake between day and night. So before Netzachama, when it's still dark outside, he wouldn't make such a mistake. So if he said that it happened in the beginning of the second hour of the day, he only has one hour of flexibility before that, at the beginning of the first hour of the day. All Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Yavinun Luhu, they had the Edim, have a flexibility to say they made a mistake in an hour, in the hour that they said, how much time? Three hours. 
from the beginning of the first hour till the end of the sixth hour in the day. Now, what are we talking about over here? We're talking about the Eidos. One Eid said that it happened three hours into the day. So we give him time before then, flexibility. And another Eid said that it happened five hours into the day. So we give him flexibility to say three hours after. Now the Gemara will explain that we don't really give them the full three hours before and the full three hours after. Why not? We only give them from the first hour of the day till the end of the sixth hour of the day, until Chatzais. Really, we should give them more time to make a mistake three hours before they said. Ella, we don't give them the full flexibility of three hours before, as we said before. Because a person doesn't make a mistake between night and day. And also, we should have really given them flexibility later than the time that they said three hours, which is past Chatzais, because the one eight said that it happened five hours into the day, so flexibility from there, three hours, would be eight hours into the day, two hours after Chatzais. Elo, we don't give that flexibility, in the fifth hour of the day, the sun is still on the eastern part of the sky, in the seventh hour of the day, the sun starts going at the western part of the sky, so a person will not make that mistake. So therefore, we don't give them the full flexibility in this area. But the point is that the idea of Hazama does apply to the hour in the day as well. The only thing is, you can't pin them down to the exact hour, but you could pin them down in the proximity of that time, whether two hours before and after, or one hour before and after, it's at the time of the morning, or three hours, according to Rabbi Huda. Okay, the conclusion of all of this is, we have various opinions over here, Abaya, and then Abayi itself there were two opinions, and then Rava, how to learn the Machlekes of Rab Meir and Rabbi Yehuda when you have Edim that are speaking about an hour and they're not exactly consistent. To what point do we allow flexibility that they're making a mistake and they really did see it together? Now, after all of this, the Gemara will apply this all back to our Mishnah. Tanam, what did we learn in our Mishnah? Rab Meir, Rab Meir says, Oichlim kol hey. You could continue eating chametz even the fifth hour into the day. The Gzeir of Chazal is only one hour before the Isam and When does the Isam and start? At the end of the sixth hour, at Chatzais. The Gzeir of Chazal is that a person might confuse that time with just one hour before. That was Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yudayim Rabbi Yudayim said, Eichlin kal Dalet, you eat the Chomets only for the fourth hour. And then V'toylin kal Hay, and then in the fifth hour you can't eat Chomets anymore, but you still don't have to burn it. And V'soyfin betchilas vav. And you burn your chametz at the beginning of the sixth hour, only one hour before the Issam and Atayda starts. So the Gemara now wants to understand how is Rab Meir and Rabbi Yehuda's opinion consistent with what they say regarding the halachas of Edus. Says the Gemara, Le Abaye, according to Abaye, Ali, but the Rab Meir, according to Rab Meir's opinion by the Edus, the Omar. So in the first version of what Abaye said, how did Abaye understand Rab Meir? Ein Adam Klum. A person, when he has an hour that he's testifying about, we don't accept any discrepancy between these words, between these edos. They have to, the person doesn't make any mistake whatsoever. If so, why don't we apply the same thing by chametz? Nechel kulishes. A person should be allowed to eat chametz all the way to the end of the sixth hour, all the way up to chatzais, and we could rely on him that he won't make any mistake in the timing of the day. According to the other opinion. 
Nami, the Omar, Odom Toyem Mashuhu, the other opinion that said that Abaya understood Rab Meir, that a person could make a mistake with a little bit. The end of the second hour to the beginning of the third hour, a person might make a mistake in a minute or so. So if so, let's apply the same thing over here. Nechalat Saif Shis, let a person be allowed to eat chametz till the end of the sixth hour, not the beginning of the seventh hour, not till the very last second, but a person should be allowed to eat chametz till a moment, a minute before the Isra begins. That's the question according to Rab Meir. So why does Rab Meir over here say that there's a gzede of an hour? Now the way Abai understood Rabbi Yehuda's opinion regarding Eidos, the Omar, Adam Toya So the first version of what we said before is that Rabbi Yehuda allows for a mistake of a half hour. If so, apply that over here as well. Nechalat Pal A person should be allowed to eat chametz until half an hour before the Issa begins, half hour into the sixth hour of the day. And then the second version of according to Abaya. In Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, the Omret Adam Mashahu, a person will make a mistake, an hour or so, and a little bit more. Nechalat we should allow a person to eat chametz until the end of the fifth hour. Why did Rabbi Yehuda say that from the beginning of the fifth hour, two hours before Chatzayis, you shouldn't eat chametz anymore? So this is the question. The point of here is the mistake that we allow by Eidos is not consistent to the mistake that we're allowing over here by chametz. Over here, we're being much more machmer by chametz. Answers the Gemara, Amar Abaye says Abaye. There's a simple difference. Eidos mesura lezrizim. When it comes to Eidos, that's something that a person that's coming to say Eidos, he's a zaras. Zaras means he's more precise. He's more careful with the Eidos that he's saying. Especially in this Mishnah, Rashi says, what are we talking about? We're talking about a person that's saying Eidos about seeing someone that is going to be chayiv misa. When you know you're walking into a Bezdin to testify about someone to be Chayv Misa, you think 20 times before you're going to speak what you saw, when you saw it, did you actually see it then, did the other person see it with you. So therefore, we allow for much less of a mistake in the words that the person is saying. Chametz Master. The Isra of Chametz, however, is for everybody. That's for every person who has to keep the Isra of Chametz at the time of Chatzais. So for all people, there's much more room for a person to not realize the timing of the day on Erev Pesach, and therefore they made exeda of a longer time, both according to Rav Meir and according to Rav Yehuda. Okay, so this explains it according to Abaya. Now the Gemara goes to Rav's interpretation. Rav alibed Rav Meir. Rav, the way he understood Rav Meir, the Omar, how did he understand Rav Meir's opinion by Eidos? Adam by Eidos, we allow for a mistake up to almost two hours. So if so, from the beginning of the fifth hour, according to Rab Meir, you shouldn't be allowed to eat chametz. And Rab Meir says it's only from the beginning of the sixth hour that you can't eat chametz. And says the Gemara, hey, in the fifth hour of the day, the sun is still in the Mizrach of the sky. The Zion, in the seventh hour of the day, the sun is on the Maidav side of the sky, and therefore a person won't make that much of a mistake, and therefore over here by Chametz, we allow a person to eat the Chametz until an hour before Chatzais. Says the Gemara, but if you're saying that a person sees the difference in where the sun is in the sky, if so, in the sixth hour of the day, where the sun is still on the eastern part of the sky, you should still be allowed to eat chametz. The answer is no. In the sixth hour of the day, the sun is in a corner. 
That's the literal translation. And what this means is, in the sixth hour of the day, the sun is close enough to the middle of the sky, and a person doesn't exactly see the difference between Chatzais and before Chatzais. In the fifth hour of the day, it's still easier to see, and that's something that a person won't make a mistake. How about Rav's opinion according to Rabbi Yehuda? What did Rabbi Yehuda say according to Rav? The Almar Adam Toye Gimel Shoyes Chasam Ashehu. A person makes a mistake in the Eidos up to three hours, oh, about almost three hours. If so, Mitchilas Dalid Leinechol. From the beginning of the fourth hour, you shouldn't be allowed to eat chametz. Answers the Gemara. No, hey, in the fifth hour of the day, like we said before, in the fifth hour of the day, Chama b'mizrach, the sun is on the, on the mizrach of the sky. Visheva, and the seventh hour of the day, Chama b'mayrev, the sun is in the western part of the sky. And Bekol Shekem Dalet, definitely in the fourth hour from the morning, where you could see clearly that the sun is still in the morning, and the person knows it's not Chatzais. Says the Gemara, Ihachi behei nami nechel. If so, in the fifth hour of the day, a person should be allowed to eat chametz. What's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion? In the fifth hour of the day, that's the time when the Isra of eating chametz begins. Why does it start at that time? Answers the Gemara, Tegema, Baya, Libe de Rava, Baya, answer according to Rava, Eidos, Mesural is Rizim. So here he said the same point that we said before. Eidos is given over to Zrizim. So therefore, we allow for uh, less of a mistake. Chametz lakoyel Moser. Chametz is given over to everybody, so therefore, we, we are machmer over here regarding Chametz. That's one answer. But Rav himself said differently. Rav Omar, Rav says, Lav, Hainu, Taimed, Rav Yehuda. That's not the reason for Rav Yehuda over here. Elo, rather, Rav Yehuda le Taimei. Rav Yehuda follows his opinion. The Omar, Rav Yehuda says, Ein bir Chametz elos reitfe. The only way to burn chametz is to burn the chametz. So this is a machlaikis in the next paddock we'll learn where there's a, how do you get rid of your chametz. Rabbi Yudha's opinion is the only way is to burn it. Another opinion is you don't have to burn the chametz. You can even throw it into the wind. You can throw it into the water. You can flush the chametz. You don't have to burn the chametz. Rabbi Yehuda says you have to burn the chametz. And if so, the Rabbanon gave this person an extra hour to be able to burn the chametz. So a person will know, I can't eat chametz anymore, and this will be a reminder in this hour to go gather wood to make a fire, to prepare his fire. So he, he has to start burning his chametz when? In the beginning of the sixth hour. But he needs time, in the beginning of the fifth hour, to remind him to start preparing his fire. So therefore they gave him that time. So Gemara asks on this, Eisve Ravina Ravina asked Rav a question on this, Om Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, Eimusai, when is it that you have to actually burn your chametz? That's only if you're burning it, not in the time of the beer. What does Shalai B'Sha'as B'Yurai mean? Rashi says, if you're burning it before Chatzais, before the time of the Isser begins. So then you have to burn your chametz. If you burn your chametz at Chatzais, at the time when the Isser starts, so then, you don't have to burn it. You can, you can get rid of it in any way. You can throw it into the wind. You don't have to necessarily burn it. So what's the Gemara's question? Why do we have to give the person extra time in order to prepare wood for a fire, in order to burn his chametz? Let him wait until chatzais, and then by chatzais he'll be able to burn the chametz right then. So this is an interesting Gemara here, that the Gemara points out a difference in when you're burning the chametz. Whether you're burning it before chatzais or after chatzais. If you're burning it before chatzais, Rabbi Yehuda says you must burn it in a fire. 
And if you're burning it, if you're getting rid of it after chatzais, it could be done in any way. It doesn't have to be dafka fire. What's the reason for the difference? The reason is the Achrayim all explain according to Rashi because really when you're getting rid of your chametz, what's the point? The point is just to get the chametz out of your house. Once the iser began after chatzais, so the main the main thing over here is just to get the chametz out of your house. So it doesn't make a difference how. I burn it, I throw it into the wind, I throw it, throw it into the water. The main thing is, it's not in your house. Once the Issa began, you don't want to wait to find wood. Just get rid of it. Before the Issa begins, so here, there's a limud that we learn out from Nicer, that the way to get rid of your chametz is, just like you get rid of Nicer, it's the leftovers of a carbon, that you get rid of it through burning it. The same thing you should also do, when you get the chametz, that you should get rid of it through burning it. That's before the Zman. But once the Zman comes, you can get rid of it in any way. Huh? That's only for Yeah, yeah, we're talking over where the person did not do bitl, correct. This is Rashi's Pshat in the Gemara. However, Taisus over here disagrees with Rashi's Pshat, and Taisus brings from Rabbeinu Tam the exact opposite. Rabbeinu Tam says that if you're getting rid of your chametz before this mana iser, so then you can get rid of your chametz however you want. You don't have to burn it. Only if you're burning it after this mana iser, then you have an obligation to burn it dafke through a fire. Huh? No, no, no. If you're burning it right away, as soon as the Zman Issa comes, you're not waiting a moment. At, as Chatzayis comes, you come and you burn it right away, so then you, you do it with the fire. Okay, so Taisus holds the exact opposite. Okay, let's go right into the Gemara. So the question of the Gemara is, why do you have to give him time to prepare, uh, to be able to have wood for his fire, if he, he doesn't have to necessarily even burn it with a fire? The reason over here is, and this is the conclusion of the Gemara, and this is the reason that's brought in Shulchan Aruch, the reason why there's two hours that you have to be marked in the Isra before the time that the Torah said the Isra applies. If it's not a cloudy day, if you can see the sun, so then a person will see that the sun is not in the middle of the sky and will know that it's not the Issa yet. But because it might be a cloudy day in of Pesach, so therefore, that you shouldn't burn, that you should start the Issa of Chametz, and you should burn the Chametz from two hours before. If so, if so, you should go, it should go back even to the fourth hour into the day. If it's a cloudy day, so a person can make a mistake not only two hours, you make a mistake even three hours before Chatzais. Says the Gemara, no. Omarav Pape, Dalid, Zman, Suda, Lakoyal, He. In the fourth hour of the day, that's a time where people have their meal. Then, because people eat then, so therefore people know that it's the fourth hour of the day and it's not Chatzais. People won't make that mistake. In the fifth hour of the day, it's close to Chatzais and people don't eat then, so on a cloudy day, a person can make this mistake. The what? Abihuda should be the opposite. Till till this man is so he should he should do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But should only burn. Mm-hmm. Makes more sense, no? Why? Okay, one second. Be... Okay, I hear what you're saying. I'll, I'll answer you soon. Let's see the Brais here. Now, based on this thing that we just brought, Zman that the fourth hour of the day, Zman Sudulakoil, the Gemara here brings a Braisa that talks about the time when people eat. Tanarabanan, we learned Nabraisa. Shari Shaina, the first hour of the day, right at the morning, by Netzachama. Who eats so early in the morning? And we're, talk, we're not talking over here about a person just taking a, a bite into his mouth, but a full meal. Who eats the full meal right in the first hour of the day? Michael Ludim. That's the time that the Ludim eat their food. Who are the Ludim? Ludim were, were cannibals. They, uh, Rashi brings it in Masech the Shabbos, that there were people that, uh, 
the first hour of the day. Shniya, the second hour of the day, Michael Listen. So the thieves, they eat right in the, early in the morning. They don't eat as early as the Ludim because they're all they're busy up late at night doing their work. So they eat the second hour of the day, but they also eat pretty early, second hour of the day. Shlishis, in the third hour of the day, Michael Yarshin. It's a time when a person that inherited a lot of money and doesn't work for a living. So third hour of the day, he eats already. Revius in the third hour of the day, Michael Pilot. People that have to work for a living and are more busy, so they eat in the fourth hour of the day, a meal. Chamishis in the fifth hour of the day, Michael Tamid Chachamim. That's when the Tamid Chachamim eat. Shishis in the sixth hour of the day, Michael Kolodam. That's when every person eats a proper full meal. So now the Gemara asks on this, but Rav Papa before said the opposite or different. It's the fourth hour of the day that everybody eats. Over here it says that in the fourth hour of the day, it's only the people that are workers eat. And all people eat in the sixth hour of the day. So Yigmar says, you're right. I have to switch the order of what it said in the Braise here. The fourth hour of the day is when you, all people eat. In the fifth hour of the day, the people that are working and are busy eat later. And Shishis, the sixth hour of the day, that's when the Tamid HaChachamim eat. Mikan ve'eleich, past this time, kezoyrik evan lechemis. The food that you eat, if you're eating so late in the day, it's not healthy, it's not good for you. It's like you're throwing a rock into an empty barrel where it has no benefit. Doesn't, the, the eating so late in the day is not a good thing. Omar Abaye, says Abaye, When we say that a person that eats so late in the day, it's not healthy for him, that's only if he didn't taste anything in the morning. He didn't take a bite in the morning. You ate something in the morning, less longer, then it doesn't matter. In other words, this entire Braise is talking about a full meal. But a person ate something for breakfast, so then it doesn't matter even if you eat later on in the day. Okay, just to conclude this Indian over here, another piece here in the Gemara. The Gemara goes back over here to the opinions of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda regarding Eidos and regarding Chometz. Omer Ravashi, so Ravashi says, Kemachloikes be'edos. We had the argument of Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda regarding Eidos, Kach Machlekes Bechametz. So too we have their argument regarding Chometz. In other words, just like Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda argued, and by, by Eidos, Rav Meir allows for less of a discrepancy between the Eidos than Rav Yehuda does. Similar, regarding the confusion of time, regarding Chometz, Rav Meir allows for less of a time than Rav Yehuda allows. Says the Gemara Pshit, it's obvious. We already explained all this before. This is everything that we already explained up here before. And says the Gemara, you're right, we already explained this. But what Ravashi here was coming to say is a conclusion to the whole sugya. The answers that we gave are accepted. And don't think that the answers that we gave before was just in order to make it fit, but really it's not accepted. Sometimes the Gemara gives an answer, but it's not really accepted. The Gemara is just trying to make it fit. No, we accept these answers and don't think there's a machlaikis tanoim that presented Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion in one place one way and in another place another way. No, we agree that this is the right answer. When we spoke before about the mistake that Eidus make in hours, that's only regarding if they're saying a difference between one aid and another aid in hours of the day. If one aid comes and says this incident happened, Nighttime, before the sun came up. And another aid says that it happened after the sun came up. So then the aid, this is bottle. Says the Gemara Pshita, of course. If one is saying that it happened at night, and one is saying that it happened in the morning, of course they're not consistent. 
Ella, what he meant to say is, Echad oime kaidem anetzachama. One said that it happened before Netz. Ve'echad oime b'seicha anetzachama. And another one says that it happened at the time of Netz. Edusun v'teila. The edus will be bottled. Asks the Gemara, Hanami Pshita. That's also obvious. One is saying night, and one is saying as the sun begins to shine. So you can, it's not consistent. How could you make such a mistake? And says the Gemara, no, there's a Chiddush here. Now, the Teime, I would think to say, They really both mean to say the same thing. And the one that says that it happened at the time of Netzach he was standing in a place where the shine of the sun was shining at him. And there was this shine of the sun that he saw, but really it wasn't yet Netz. It was the beginning of the sun coming up, but it was a moment before Netz. And therefore, I, we might think that he really saw what happened before Netz, like the other eight. Kamash Malan, therefore it's telling you, no, if one says that it happened at Netzachama, it's not consistent with the other one that said that it happened before Netzachama, and the Eidus is not accepted.